Merritt Street, we're building a new morning show where our guiding principle is to always value your time. We'd love for you to join us. Be part of our community. Each morning will be packed full of news, information, advice, and a lot of fun. And we promise we'll never waste your time. I'm Dominique Soxa. I'm Fanchon Stinger. Join us for Morning on Merritt Street. 8 a.m. Eastern, 7 Central. Essential Television. Hello, Secret Squad. I'm Robin McGraw. And a new episode of I've Got a Secret starts right now. Some of you have been writing in asking about dating secrets during this time of isolation. Well, I haven't been a dater in a really long time. Well, I guess I shouldn't say that. Philip and I date all the time. So go ahead and send those questions in. So you keep asking, how do you keep putting yourself out there when you can't, well, physically put yourself out there? So today we're talking about the secret to dating from a distance. These secrets are especially imperative right now but they can also be applied to long distance relationships after quarantine. I'm dialed in remotely with the very impressive Rachel D'Alto, chief dating expert of Match, the globally acclaimed online dating service. Rachel is an accomplished relationship coach and keynote speaker that is going to give us some juicy dating and relationship tips. This is going to be so much fun. I'm so excited to have you, Rachel. Thank you for having me. This is great. <laughs> I just am really, really happy that you're here. We have a history, full disclosure. My husband, Philip, some years back, served as spokesman for Madge. Oh, I, stop! <laughs> yes, yes, he really did. And I have to tell you, he's very picky. Not one to throw roses, but... He was absolutely blown away by the sincerity, the professionalism, caring expertise, and passion of everyone associated with Match. He said... It's a beautiful organization. Yes, yes, he really, yes, he loved it. He said, clearly, this is a business, but they have figured out the formula for success and is truly giving people a safe, authentic, genuine, efficient model to meet people, quality people. And I have to say, he loved Match then, and he loves Match now. Now, he's not a member of Match. I love hearing that. (laughs) I want to make it clear. He's not a member of Match. (laughs) And it's been 15 years, but he still brags about Match. I hear him talk about it when he's taping shows all the time. So clearly, he's always been very impressed. So I am thrilled, Rachel, that you're here. We love to hear that. We love to hear it. It, it really is all about the people. And, and my uh, alignment with them is only a year old at this point. But I just love the organization. I love the humans behind it. And it really is such a human industry. So when you have really good people behind it, it helps that's, the results. Oh, that's so true. And that's so important to have when you're talking about dating, you're talking about relationships, you need that human aspect. Don't you agree? Absolutely. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, uh, it is a business and the dating industry is an industry, but you can tell and you can feel when people are really in it for the right reasons. So so I think you you feel the heart that anybody puts into anything, especially in, in this industry. And you know, when you just now said business, I can totally relate to that because I think that's a perfect word to use because 
Philip and I have been married 43 years, and I have many, many times over the years said, marriage is kind of like a business. It's kind of like a job. It's a full-time job. It's, and it's not, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean that in a very positive way. It's, it's, I, I feel like it's important to look at relationships, uh, marriage, just the one-on-one -on -one interaction with someone you love as a full-time positive job because it's, it's not something that you can forget about. It's not something that you can take for granted. And when I say job, there's no reason to have a negative thought about it. It's, to me, it's a full-time, pleasant, fun, wonderful job that I get to do every day. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I, I, I think that people look at marriage and we, we call it work in, in a negative connotation. Mm -hmm. But the fact is, is like you you have to show up. You can't be on autopilot right. and you have to show up in a way that, that makes them feel like you're putting effort in mm -hmm. just like you do at a job for your boss. That's so right. I, I think doing that for your partner is really important. And dating sometimes feels like a job, I think. Yeah. And, and I want people to look at that. It doesn't have to feel like a negative That's connotation right. as well. That's you right. can look at it as like, I'm going to put some effort in to finding my person. That's right. So I think I think we've started this entire podcast today in a very positive way. I'm, I'm so glad that we're both on the same level of thinking and feeling about uh, dating and relationships right now. So Rachel, could you explain a little bit more about Match and your role at the company? Yes, so I am Match's chief dating expert, and I'm really uh, the forward-facing person who speaks to their members and who connects with their members to really help them along their dating journey. I started working with Match when they rolled out coaching, which was something very unique for uh, the dating industry because we really felt like there was a lot of frustration. So I've worked in the coaching practice for the last ten years, mm -hmm. and I, you know, not everybody can have a private coach and not everybody can, you know, not everybody can afford to see a therapist weekly. Not everybody mm -hmm. can have that sounding board that I think is so important. So they came to me when they said, Hey, we're thinking about creating a coaching staff. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's perfect because people need someone to talk to. I sometimes agree. you just need to, someone to be like, Hey, listen, that picture's got to go. You yeah. know, it's, sometimes it's really little things and other times it's they're brokenhearted or something bad happens um, in a conversation and they want to make a comeback from it and, and just having that ear. So that's where I became initially involved. Wow. I think that is genius of them on their part. Yeah. I think that was, it's just brilliant. It's essentially, they created a role for you to be uh, a life coach, a partnership coach, a dating coach, just perfect answer to a lot of the reasons maybe relationships fail when they really shouldn't. Absolutely. And a lot of reasons where dating uh, fails because yes. it really, it's so, it's, it's frustrating sometimes because you're like, no, don't do that. Yes. But there's so many times where if someone just had their hand held for just a minute, yes, they could then walk for the rest of their lives, oh my gosh, you know, on true. their own. Anytime you want to create something at home in your life, you always want a how-to manual, but really now it's all about tutorials, videos, whatever. And so yeah. essentially that's what Match has done. They have created you for, and you're the how-to. 
And it's exactly what everyone needs because sometimes you find out, you, you, I think you might say, I don't know why that relationship failed. I don't know why we didn't date longer because they seem to be the perfect match, <laughs> but I don't know what went wrong. And so Match has created a way for everyone to ask and find out and stay together longer. Absolutely. And that's a huge impact. I think that just having somebody there to support you through it is can make a big difference in your dating life and then eventually your relationships. So Did you ever think growing up that this is something that you would be doing for your career? I, I was a lawyer. Really? <laughs> yeah. 10 years ago, I was a litigator. And so I know. Well, I thought what better, be what better experience though. You know what? It's funny because people do they'll come and say, wait a second, how do you go from relationship or lawyer to relationship expert? And I was like, well, it's kind of very similar because I was a really good mediator. I was always able to see the middle line of things and, uh, and get people, not every time did they leave happy, but we always agreed on something. And it's the same thing when it comes to relationships. I'm still a mediator. Uh -huh. it's, <laughs> so so true. it's very similar. It's so true. Can I just tell the listeners right now that I, I'm looking at you on the screen and you look so young. <laughs> you look so young. I, I can't believe you had a career as a lawyer and now you're doing that. I love, I love this. So tell us more. Tell us about your role as a negotiator, as a coach for Match. Tell us everything. Yeah, for, for Match, it's, it's really about helping people understand how to date better. Mm -hmm. And it really is, you know, owning who you are, having some confidence, putting yourself out there and then putting yourself out there in the right way. And I think that's where people get kind of caught up, especially online, which has become really the most popular way to meet people, especially now in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, <laughs> you can't yes. go out and just meet people. So I think it's going to be here for a while as, as really an upsurge. But um, really just helping people to meet more appropriate and healthy relationship partners. Yes. It used to be such a, well, I say used to be a long, long time ago, people used to think that meeting someone online was, was kind of hard to do, but it's the way to do it now. It's the way to go because you guys are like the number one destination for online dating. And uh, what do you have, like almost 40 million unique monthly users? I'm not the least bit surprised by that. You guys have more dates, more relationships, more marriages than, than anyone, I guess. But so why do you think you guys at Match have so much more success than everyone else? Why do you think that is? I believe that the success really comes down to what's offered on the product. And I, I know that there's, there's a lot of other apps right now. Honestly, I think the last time I, I looked it up, there was thousands mm -hmm. of different apps. You mm -hmm. know, there's, there's an app for people who like to eat meat on every other Tuesday. You know, there's <laughs> yes. really something for yeah. everyone. Uh, but I, I do believe that what we try to do is really get in intentional daters and people who are, it doesn't mean that they want to get married tomorrow, but it does mean that they're looking for something more significant than a casual relationship. And I, and when you have two people coming to an app and they're in the same mindset, it leads to more success because they're in it for the same reasons and they're able to align more easily. Well, Match is so much more efficient because, you know, there's no loud nightclub. You can't, if you're there at a club to meet someone, you can't hear, you can't see them. Really, you don't know 
any, you not just know nothing about the person when you're meeting them in some kind of atmosphere like that. But on Match, that you don't have to worry about that kind of thing. And that's what I love about it. Yeah, I think it takes away that that awkwardness of, oh, are you single? Oh, you're not. Okay, now I'm going to put my effort into the next person. And, yeah. and obviously the people that are on there are looking for a relationship or they're mm-hmm. looking for that connection. So mm-hmm. it puts you in that same boat. And what we try to do is really allow people to present who they are as a human, mm-hmm. you know, whether we're talking about what they're looking for, whether uh, we're talking about their political leanings, which was a, you know, a thing that we added more extensively earlier this year is we want to be able to kind of say, okay, this is me, yes. you know, a, a short version of me, yes. but yeah. it's going to give you something where you can have a, a gauge as to whether or not we would work. Yes. You know, now I actually haven't been on a date with anyone else in almost 50 (laughs) years. Can you believe that's like 50? That's amazing. Yes, 50 years. So how has it changed out there? How has online dating evolved in the last 25 plus years? Ah, well, I mean, it existed. (laughs) Just the existence of it has changed in the last 25 years, but it has turned into something that used to be taboo. So when, when Match first launched, it was not normal for people to say, oh my gosh, we met online. That was, that was hush. And you, you tended to find a story to, to fill in, but now it's becoming very mainstream and it's, absolutely the norm Mm -hmm. where people are meeting online and they're having connections and uh you know dating has changed and and honestly dating i believe has changed even in the last year Mm -hmm. so when we talk about kind of pre-covid and Mm -hmm. and post-covid i think that that's going to see a significant change Mm -hmm. in the way that we look at dating so it's constantly evolving Mm -hmm. because we as humans are constantly evolving so i think it's correct to say that that stigma is is gone that used used to be around for the online dating type story or what people would want to hide like you said earlier people would want to hide the fact that they met online i think that's gone don't you agree 100 percent. yes absolutely 100 yes. percent. i mean i still see see the some older generations that are on now that still think that you know they should they should hide it uh but if you look at gen z and millennials they'll, they'll be the first to be like this is where i met my person uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and not have any shame in it and there's a real beauty in that because what is the shame it's exactly. just another tool exactly and you know what i have noticed i have a i have quite a young staff uh, at my company and We'll be sitting around in the conference room and talking, working. And what I love is to hear them share with each other their experiences with online dating. And it's always positive. It seems to... Oh, that's awesome. It's, I love it. But what I really love is the extensive work that Batch has gone into to allow each other to know so much about each other. So talk about that. Talk about how well they have created their online and website. The entire experience has always been uh, driven towards connection. So everything that ever pushed through in the the product development is really thought of as to how does this facilitate better connections? And I think when you you look at something from that mindset, it's really, um, I mean, it's not always altruistic. Sometimes it's user flow and, Mm -hmm. and things like that, but it really is for the intention of making better connections. And 
it's interesting. So we just launched video within the app so people can actually jump on, we call it vibe check. So you can kind of check out the vibe with the person you're messaging back and forth with. And we were working on that before the pandemic uh, where, yeah, that was like a major element and people weren't even really using video that much uh, pre quarantine. And now that people are in quarantine, it's becoming so normal again, you know, we're changing the norms for people to jump on video. So it's really the mindset of always looking to what is going to really make a better dating experience because I love hearing that your staff has great experiences with, mm-hmm. with online dating. But the sad thing is that there's a lot of bad experience. There's people uh-huh. who are frustrated and, you know, this person didn't show up like they looked uh-huh. in their profile and this person, you know, didn't sound like they, <laughs> they should in my head. And, uh-huh. and I think the more that you can kind of do things like vibe check and, and now that people are getting used to video, uh, we get a better gauge of what people are like. Yes. And then I think that makes for a better date. I think that was brilliant to include the video aspect on Match because just the fact that you and I are are being, are being sitting here doing this podcast and can see each other, it, it makes such a difference. It's, yeah. it's such a much more intimate conversation that we're having because we can see each other. Do you agree? hundred percent. I was actually thinking the same thing as I was talking about vibe check, because it's like, I, I feel like I'm sitting with you as opposed to a lot of times I'll do a podcast and it's completely audio yeah. and not that you don't feel connected with the person, but it's like, I'm still making eye contact with you. Yes. Even though, yes. I, you know, well, you're. Yes. When I started, kind of away. yeah, I started my podcast and I never even considered not having the guest in my office with me when when I did my very first one. So I redid my office and the lobby of it for the guests to always come there and we sit together. And it is so much more, uh, as I said, intimate, but so much more fun and so much more uh, engaging. And I could not imagine not doing it that way. And I even went so far as to create uh, a corner that's really fun for having our photos taken for our social media and, oh, and just to, just to have fun with it because that's what's so important when you create conversation and relationships with someone. So I love that you have that video aspect on match. So let me ask you this though. Have you seen an increase or decrease in the engagement uh, since the pandemic started? We've actually seen a double digit increase in meaningful conversations. So we describe meaningful conversations as more messages exchanged, longer messaging. Uh, So we've definitely seen that because I think people are realizing one, that we, you know, really do need relationships. So even the people that may have thought, you know what, I'm I'm gonna take a time out. (laughs) I don't need a date right now. And then you realize, you know what, this is, I want to find my person. So we're definitely seeing an increase in in that. Yeah, I was curious if it was maybe from boredom or maybe because of the pandemic, people have maybe broken up or or ended their relationship (laughs) because it's been almost six weeks since they've been able to see each other. But also another reason might be, because I've, I've thought about this, because I have some of my members on my staff who I consider like family, and I also have other friends and family members who live by themselves. So I've thought Mm. about them, like this probably has given a lot of people a lot of opportunity to stop and think, what are some of the changes I wanna make in my life? 
And I would love to know the percentage of those that have said, I thought I was fine with being single because when you can leave your home and go to work and be around friends and coworkers, that, that makes a difference when you make life decisions about, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to get married or uh, whatever life decisions, but I feel that this pandemic maybe has allowed a lot of people, I just wonder, a lot of people, single people, to make the decision, I don't think I want to live my life as a single person. I want to get into a relationship and maybe live as a couple. Absolutely. It's interesting because even before this pandemic, we were becoming the loneliest society. I mean, we're not the only ones. The UK actually has a minister of loneliness now. So it's its its own pandemic. Yes. And I believe for especially people who are now realizing that they don't have the connections to sustain them, you know, they're realizing that maybe I should change that because yes. I feel alone and I want to have my person. And, and I think that, you know, a lot of this is going to change the way that people look at dating moving forward. Oh, I totally agree with you. And I'm thrilled to for, for Match that you offer so much for those who maybe are making that decision. What are some creative ways to date remotely during this isolation period? <laughs> so obviously, anybody who's afraid of video, we, we have to work with that. <laughs> we have to get over that fear and understand that we are all in this together. We, you know, everybody is, is readjusting the way that they view dating, the way that they think about video. Uh, before COVID, only 6% were open to video dating. Now we're up to 70. So it really changed overnight. And I think that the other thing is, is don't put so much pressure on it. I always say, keep your, keep your first video date very short and sweet. 15, 20 minutes is plenty to get an idea of whether or not this is somebody that you want to continue having conversations with. It's not really, it doesn't have to take the place of a two hour dinner. Uh, yes. So really understanding that I'm just checking this person out. We're going to see if this works and then you can get creative uh, because I think that first date is really just, just kind of like we're talking it's Yes, two people on camera saying, okay, this, this seems like someone I would like to get to know better. Then you can move into, you know, maybe you want to cook together. Maybe you want to watch a show together. You could, you know, Netflix has a viewing party. All there's so many different ways to really, uh, maintain that relationship until you can meet in person safely. So um, what advice would you give to someone who might be new to online dating? Jump in. <laughs> just jump in. Uh, just jump in. It's understandable if you are apprehensive, but understand that everybody started out as a newbie once. And the biggest things that I see where people could really use some work is their photos and the positivity oh. of their profile. Uh, photos are huge. Obviously, there's some apps that there are no words and you want to make sure that you're putting your best face forward mm -hmm. as well as, you know, give people something to talk about. Uh, so I always say pick three to five photos, make sure that you can see your face in them. Don't do group shops filled with all of your friends. So we're curious as to which one is you and give someone at least one photo that gives them something to talk about. And I think this is where all the tiger photos came from. Oh. <laughs> this is pre-Tiger King. Oh, Everybody had a funny. picture with a tiger. Not really sure how this happened. Oh. Um. <laughs> so you're saying don't put one of those photos up there. 
Well, I mean, it's definitely a conversation starter, but I would prefer, you know, if you had a travel picture, maybe, you know, you, you went somewhere really interesting that is recognizable that you that someone could say, uh, you know, oh, I see that you went to XYZ. How did you like mm -hmm. it? Because a lot of times I have people that say, wait a second, how do I how do I start the conversation? So you want to make that as easy as possible. We're just handing it to them. So you're saying one photo as your main photo that shows your face. Yes. And then you can yes. have like three or four other photos and make sure that yep. you're the only one in the photo or you can have maybe one or two other people in the photo because they're vacation. <laughs> maybe one or two others in the photo as long as most of them look like you consistently amongst those other photos. Like you don't want to make it difficult if you're, a, you know, blonde and you have your blonde friend who kind of looks like she could be your cousin next to you, it's going to get confusing. Yes, I <laughs> so. agree. I agree. <laughs> so that's a, that's a good uh, that's a good pointer. And you would think someone would already know that, but I think a lot of people don't realize that uh, the photo is is so important because, for instance, a lot of people will put a photo up because they're they're looking off to the side or they're in thought and they think, well, this makes me look a certain way when really it's not reflective of their personality at all. Yeah. So and you don't get a good idea of what they look like, which is really what we're trying to do here is, is this someone I'm attracted to? That's all we're trying to get our senses to understand. Yes. And then we have people who, who use pictures from 10 years ago and it's fine. I get it that, that, that that's what you felt the best in, but that's not how you're showing up today. So you want yes. someone to love you for who you are as you are. And if if you want that, then that really has to, you know, coincide with accurate photos yes. <laughs> that show you as you are today and also give somebody something to say to you. Because you know what this reminds me of? And it's not really the same thing, but you know how women will be have their look that really is their look and it'll be just like beautiful or whatever. And then when they get married, for example, or they go to a really special event, they will do their hair and makeup in a completely different way than they've ever done it before. So then that photo that represents that one very special event doesn't look anything like them. Yeah. Yeah, if I have <laughs> hair and makeup done for, for TV and then I take a picture of myself, I don't look like that. I know. <laughs> I know. It's like, I mean, that's happened to me. I've done it before, too. I mean, I, uh, oh, the yeah. camera is not friendly. And so sometimes <laughs> I'll go, wow, what was I thinking? But, but I'm thinking a profile photo that someone's going to look at every day. You don't want to go and have shot. someone else do something really crazy to your hair or to your makeup. You want it to really be reflective of exactly how you look and feel about yourself yes and who you are on a on a normal situation yeah so i and and that's the thing people feel if you feel really beautiful in that picture i get it yes but make sure that it still looks like you still if looks like you if it's you with an extra layer of mascara that's cool but if it's yeah. you with like false eyelashes and extensions yeah. and, yeah. and it's not know, how you're going to show up on that first day exactly like so what you are trying to prevent here is, you know, disappointment. Yes. So even if you still show up and you're a good looking person, they're going to be like, wait a second, who, who is that? Yes. And when am I going to see that? <laughs> yeah. Can, can you call them? <laughs> yeah. So where's your, where's your twin sister? 
<laughs> so, okay, so is there anything users should not put on their profiles? I, my biggest pet peeve with things on the profile is negativity. So when I see someone's like, oh, this is awful. I don't know why I'm on here. Don't contact me if you don't like brown haired puppies. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like what people think is really weeding people out is really um, off putting in yes. general. So my biggest thing is absolute positivity. And if you can't be positive about it, you know, like my mom said, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything. <laughs> keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Less is more. <laughs> well, that is a good pointer because they do think they're weeding out, you know, like you can say I'm a huge animal lover or Absolutely. I have two dogs. So that's saying this, this person loves dogs. So yes. that's a better way of putting it rather than if you don't love dogs, don't call me. Yeah, because exactly. they already know you exactly. love dogs. Just think about how that how that feels to someone because at the end of the day, we want to we want to feel good with this person that we're talking to. And if they say, "I love dogs," I, you know, I have two whatever kind, versus "Don't you contact me?" That's right. Because you know, when <laughs> Philip, when I met Philip, I was visiting with him. We hadn't even had a date. It was for some first evening. I was visiting with him, and he said he had a huge cat. And in fact, he said it was the fattest cat he'd ever seen. And uh, he didn't know how it got so fat, but it was a fat cat. It was just a big fat cat. And <laughs> he named the cat crazy. And I remember thinking, oh no, I, not only did I never have a cat growing up, we had dogs. And so it was like, oh, he's a cat lover. So uh, I, I, I still, I didn't let that stand in the way. Yeah. So, uh, but he just was crazy about this crazy 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 was he's crazy about crazy yeah so i thought wow i'm sitting here thinking right now i had this been a profile and he said you gotta love my crazy fat cat i was like oh we might <laughs> have a problem <laughs> so and then you wouldn't have had 50 years of bliss <laughs> exactly Ooh, i wouldn't be sitting here with him in the other room but um so i think that's a great pointer Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street, essential television. We have two things that I do on every podcast, and one of them is a drink of the day. I decided, because we're not together, so we can't share a drink of the day, and they're not always alcoholic drinks, but uh, the drink of the day today that I thought would be really cute to share with everyone um, is called the Perfect Match. This cocktail is simple, and it's delicious, and it would make for a perfect virtual happy hour date. It's got 
two ounces of gin, three quarter ounce of honey, simple syrup, and three quarter ounce fresh lemon juice with a lemon twist for garnish. And you add the gin, the simple syrup, and the lemon juice to a cocktail shaker with ice. Shake it for 10 to 15 seconds, strain into a chilled cocktail glass, and garnish with the lemon twist. So for all of you listeners, you can go to I've Got a Secret with RobinMcGraw.com, and you'll see the recipe, and you'll see a photo of the finished cocktail. So I thought I'd share that with all of the listeners, and then I thought, well, that's a perfect name for the cocktail as well. The perfect That it is. (laughs) So while we're talking about these virtual dates... Let's go back and talk about some of the things that might be fun for a couple to do if they were on a virtual date, because I was on a website that I just love to visit called popsugar.com, and I was looking at it, and it said uh, six supplies that you would need to make a virtual happy hour. So I thought, well, that's, that's perfect. I'll talk about that when we're talking about our drink of the day. So they had a suggestion for six things you could do to get together with someone online And it doesn't have to be just one person. You could have a group and create this with your friends and have a happy hour. And I thought, well, this is, it was really, really cute. They do such cute little stories on there. And so six things you need. And it said something refreshing to drink, of course. And they they listed some things. But so one thing you would always need to do is have something planned, something refreshing to drink. Then they said, you, of course, have to have some crave-worthy snacks. They suggested some things. <laughs> so, and then I thought what was really cute was a goofy background. So they said, uh, crack up your friends with uh, something that would be really cute. Like you could have a photo of a dive bar in, in your favorite town, a favorite one in your town, <laughs> or, or an underwater dive scene or something. So when they log on, they would they would be able to see it. Then they said uh, you would also want to have uh, some social distancing friendly games. And they listed some that are from Jackbox Games. And they have a party pack for like $12. And some of them were You Don't Know Jack (laughs) and uh, Word Spud, Lie Swatter, Fibbage. I thought it was really cute. So you can play games together with all of your friends. And then they said, of course, you want mood lighting, candles. And then they said, this was really cute. They ended it with back support. So you'd want to get one of those pillows that that help you, that you can lean on because most people would be playing in the floor of their family room or even on their bed. (laughs) So that's what everything you need to have a happy hour with all of your friends. I thought it was really cute. But I, so they are fully equipped. They, they had everything you needed to get online and have happy hour with your friends. But you could also do that with dating. You could meet someone Absolutely. at match and have happy hour with them. But what are some other ways that you could have a virtual date other than, you know, a happy hour? Like we mentioned earlier, you could cook together watch a movie together. Yeah, I think my favorite idea that that I thought of that no one else is is uh, taking on is I think you should show someone a picture of your fridge of the insides and they pick three ingredients and then they have to make a meal and eat it in front of you and you do the same. So I was like, how funny would that be? Because I'd be like the chocolate syrup. That is so fun. And then they can so, you, they can see yeah, if you have a chop. willing spirit. Number one, they do you have a willing spirit? Are you fun? Do you like to have fun and do something spur of the moment like this? 
That is so Yeah, funny. exactly. I think it just tells something about it. And there's a lot of games that you can play online, uh, you know, and, and it doesn't always have to be the cocktails, but I love a good wine tasting. You might, I have, yes. I don't drink a whole lot and there are random bottles of wine around my house and be like, all right, we'll open that one. We'll open this one. I'll see if they taste good. And that's a good there's, idea. I think when there's a will, there's a way. Uh, I don't want people to feel like they just have to sit there and stare at each other. Um, but again, they don't have to be super long. So I think after like 15, 20 minutes, uh, you can find some excuse to be like, okay, this was awesome. I'm going right. to go now. I think you're, I think you're absolutely right. One thing I did with my grandchildren because we haven't been able to see them and I miss them so much, but course with FaceTime and such but I got online and ordered some jigsaw puzzles and I ordered oh. I ordered the same ones for them and the same ones for us and so they picked one they picked the first one and so we work them at the same time and we finished that one now we're working on a second one so if you see that oh, the relationship cool. yeah I think if the relationship is going to maybe last can both work up. Everybody gets a puzzle. puzzle. Yes, <laughs> yes. So let me ask you this. How can one be as safe as possible when online dating? Well, right now you can't get safer because you're not <laughs> actually meeting the person. <laughs> uh, but you still, and, and that's somewhat kidding because you still are, uh, you want to be careful of your private information. You don't want to give out your address. I'm actually a fan of you know, and this is part of the reason why I like the vibe check within our app because you're not giving out your name. So like even right now on our video, you can see my full name. Sometimes you don't wanna do that when you've just met somebody. Mm -hmm. So really just being cognizant of what information am I releasing? How can I keep myself as kind of incognito as possible, especially in, in the age of the internet because people can find everything about you in about a second when they have a little bit of information. And then when it does get to the point of meeting in person, that's when you go back to the standard of, I'm gonna meet somewhere public, I'm gonna let somebody know where I am, uh, just so you feel more comfortable. And, and I have heard, and I, I'm like, wait, no, who's, who's asking this? People are actually asking, in this time of social distancing, just come over to my house. That's oh. the safer way to meet right now. No, no. absolutely not. No. So absolutely not. I don't care how good looking they appear on video. And I don't care <laughs> Do if they're not. six feet outside. <laughs> don't go to their home. No, no. I, I wanna add this right now because I think this is a perfect time when you said tell someone where you're going when you're gonna meet them for the first time. Um, I created a foundation called When Georgia Smiled in 2014. And when I created the foundation, When Georgia Smiled, I also created an Aspire app. Now, my foundation focuses on uh, domestic violence and sexual assault. And the Aspire app is an app that you can download on your phone. And it, it is used for information. It's an educational tool because it has an Aspire initiative an interactive program that you can go to and, and learn so much information about uh, domestic violence. But it also, the app has a go button that if you tap it, it immediately sends a distress signal to the friends that you have put in there. Also, it can go to 911, it can go to the police, but it will tell them that you need help now, you need help immediately. Uh, it has a, a GPS tracking device in, in case your domestic attacker has taken you away from your known location. So 
a lot of families, a lot of parents now are downloading the Aspire app for their children on their children's phone when they go away to college. And a lot of online daters are downloading this Aspire app when they start dating online because uh, they just tell their friends, I've, I've put you in as one of my contacts. And uh, it's proven to be very safe uh, for that very reason, for when you are meeting a stranger for online dating. So I love that we're talking about this and I have had this opportunity right now to talk about it. And you can download this yeah. app, it's free. And you can download it anywhere that you download your apps for your phone. So I'm very proud of it. It's been downloaded almost a million times. And it's been recognized on Capitol Hill as one of the top two apps at helping to save lives and educate for domestic violence. So I'm very, wow. very proud of it. And uh, I think that it will be uh, something that today all of our listeners will really want to check out. So you go to when Georgia smiled org to learn more about it. Oh, I love that. That is amazing. We have um, a certain capability within the app where you can check in uh, during a date and let your friends know that uh, if you need some sort of assistance, but having that where it goes uh, can possibly go to 911 and the GPS, you know, that's definitely my gosh, you know, especially in this day and age. Yes. Uh, so important. So yes, yeah, that's amazing. I wanted to talk about 10 more safety tips. Number one, to use unique photos for your dating profile, you say. Mm -hmm. Two, avoid putting lots of personal details on your profile and avoid too many details at the first meeting. Yeah. Three, use the matches messaging system, not your personal phone number. I love that. I love that you have that yeah. set up. Four, set up a Google voice phone number just for dating. That's a huge one where a lot of people get uncomfortable with handing out their phone number to someone that they're not sure about. So Google Voice, uh, it's completely free and it'll just forward it to your phone, but they'll never know your real number. And you can still have phone conversations. And it's really wow. about vetting uh, to make sure that you feel comfortable. Wow, that's priceless. I think that is genius that you've done that. Five, do a little research. Talk about that. Well, you, you want to make sure that you're not diving into something without knowing kind of as many facts as possible. Uh -huh. So uh, don't just, not that you don't want to give people the benefit of the doubt, but you right. want to get to know them. And to right. me, research is about having enough conversations, not just on the app, on the phone eventually, on video, so that you feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. It really is as much as, you know, we want to make sure that the heart and the head are aligned. Uh-huh. So, you know, right. and I think that's where a lot of times we just follow our heart, which uh -huh. is beautiful and I'm a big fan of it, but you want to take your head with you. So really it's just listen to what they say to you when you are visiting and when you are, are having a conversation and check out some of the details that they may just want to say it's kind of normal. Well, yes, I, I work here. Or I used to go here. Or I have friends there. Just listen to everything someone says to you and check some of those things out. Uh, so arrange your own transportation. I mean, I think that's just smart advice and common advice. And seven, meet in a public place for your first date, which of course we've heard that before, but that's so smart. You just must, yeah. must go somewhere public. Eight, tell a friend you're going on a date and set a time to check in with that friend. I think that's very, very important. Don't ever go somewhere without someone else knowing where you're going, 
why you're going there, who you're going to meet, the person's name, and then check in with them. I think that's brilliant. And then nine, keep some emergency cash on hand when you're on that day. Very, very important. If you have to get a ride, if you've, if you've taken your own transportation, but it's not really your own car, if you had an Uber driver or someone drop you off or whatever, but always have some, some cash and extra money. And 10, consider carrying a self-defense tool. What are some of those tools that you're talking about? You know, I think honestly, your phone could be considered a self-defense tool where, you know, there's an automatic number. And, and you know, a lot of times I know on, on the iPhone now, it's got it where if you squeeze the side five times, it'll start beeping and then eventually call 911. So yes. like there's so many elements where we're not necessarily saying, you know, bring a bat with you. Yeah, <laughs> right. But, but. but some of my purses would hold a bat. <laughs> I know. I was like, where would I put it? Yeah. <laughs> you yes. know, and, and, and then I'm sure there's people that, especially in, in larger cities, you know, when I was a practicing attorney, my father made me carry pepper spray with me everywhere. I so think that's a good idea. Um, yeah, it was pink. So <laughs> oh. it, you just have to do whatever feels uh, most appropriate yeah. for you. And we all have our brain. <laughs> we don't go anywhere yeah. without our brain. You your brain. Be smart, yeah. be wise, pay attention. And, uh, yeah. So I think those are 10 very important tips and uh, we'll put those also on I've Got a Secret with RobinMcGraw.com and just, uh, just go there and you can look at those again and just remind yourself because uh, we just always have to be uh, smart about dating and about just life itself. Can you tell us about a successful match that you've personally been involved with? Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm trying to think of the people. I see a lot of the people that I've worked with in the last year are in the dating phase. Oh, so we wow. have over a million babies at match. Really? Uh, oh, <laughs> so that's, really? that's what I really focus on. Yeah, right. It's an over a million. Oh, um, that is so that is wonderful. Actually, on our uh, social channels, like if you go on Instagram and look at MatchMade, uh, the hashtag, you're going to see all of our MatchMade couples, and and there's a lot of stories on there. Unfortunately, I I end up at like the beginning stages of things because it's when they're having trouble or frustrating with dating, and then they get the the success stories down the road. True, so. true. You're you're the troubleshooter. I am. I was <laughs> like, wait, I want the happy stuff. <laughs> I bet it. I bet you're the one that is part of all of those million babies because you're the one that put them on the right path. <laughs> I can hope so. That That's why I do what I do. I think that's so brilliant and smart that Match did that. I just love it that they brought you on board. Very happy to be here. I love it. <laughs> so I want to do the other consistent part of I've Got a Secret. On every podcast, we play a game. Okay. I love to play games. How do you feel about playing games? I'm down. Oh, good. Okay. Well, our game today. <laughs> <I'm a little laughs> our game today is called First Date Deal Breakers. Oh. So I'm going to read a list of things someone might do on a first date, and we're both going to answer if this would be a deal breaker for us or not. Okay. So, is it a deal breaker if your date number one ask to split the bill. I'm going to let you go first on each one. Okay. So 
I, I believe in equality, <laughs> but I also believe that if I am on a date and this is me personally and the guy doesn't pick up the check, yeah, it, it, that is not cool. I agree. <laughs> I'm pretty old fashioned, but. Uh, it is old fashioned. And here's, I mean, I get it. It doesn't mean they're going to pay for everything forever, but true. I think it's a really nice gesture. I agree. I agree. I guess the only, the only thing I would change maybe about my answer is if I ask you him on the date, <laughs> I'll pay. <laughs> but yes. I, think, I still think he should pay. I think Even he should pay. It's a deal breaker. Him, it's I, a deal breaker. I think he should. I don't know if it would be, I would want to know why, because I do know there are some guys, and obviously I'm speaking in you know terms of heterosexual relationships where yeah. there are guys who think, okay, if I don't have her split, you know, she's not going to think that I think of women as equal. And, and you know, they're afraid of that chivalry line. So I would want to have a conversation about it, but I, I wouldn't be a fan. <laughs> yes, I agree. Is it a deal breaker if your date doesn't open the door for you? So in my relationship, that's something that I love. Uh, and he does it all the time and it's very sweet. Yes. But I don't know if I would consider it a deal breaker because I believe that I don't think they're still being taught to do that. So you can't blame people <gasps> oh. for not not learning it on their own. It's a, it's a good thing to do, but I don't yeah. think I'd make it a deal breaker. I agree. Okay. I, I, I have to put, be copycat again. It's not a deal breaker. <laughs> it's not a deal breaker, but I sure would notice it. I would notice yes. it and uh, I'd be disappointed because that yeah. is, you're right. That's the thing to do. And Philip yeah. still, he just automatically opens the door for me every time I would think it was odd. I'd be like, oh, whoa. What's going on? And <laughs> we raised two sons. And they're grown men, and they both jumped to open the door for me. And I, I, I know they do. Jay for his wife, and Jordan for his girlfriends. And yeah, men open the doors for women. Yeah, just do it. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> Is it a deal breaker if your date shows up five minutes late? No. No. Five, five minutes is, I mean, an hour. Yeah. We have problems. Yeah. The, ne minutes, the next one is traffic. Yeah. Parking. Like five minutes. No, no. Yeah. And my, the next one says shows up 20 minutes late. Well, they better have a good explain explanation on that one. Yeah. 20 minutes, <laughs> 20 minutes, but quite honestly, even 20 minutes doesn't bother me as long as, like you said, they have a good explanation. But again, I have I have been married for 43 years and he runs late all the time. So I'm kind of good with 20 minutes still. It's not a deal breaker. It's not a deal breaker. You've been you've acclimated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I count on it. I actually count on it. Is it a deal breaker if your date talks about their ex? No. Really? I, so people, I mean, listen, everybody has a past. Uh, I True. would wonder again, so I have caveats. <laughs> I'm a yes. lawyer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, all yeah, about yeah, the semantics. Yeah. Um, I would want to know, or I would want to pay attention to, are they talking about them constantly in a really negative way? Are they monopolizing the entire conversation about them? Or is it just like, you know, maybe it's five minutes of conversation that explains the groundwork of their situation. So yes, those are my caveats. <laughs> okay. So honestly, when I read this, I, I thought my first, first thought was, my first answer is, it really wouldn't bother me because I'm so nosy. 
I would probably be the one asking all the questions like, oh, tell me this and tell me that. So not a deal breaker. <laughs> You're like, it's encouraged. <laughs> yeah. Like, tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> okay. So is it a deal breaker if your date takes a call on the date? That better be one important call. Better. I'm talking about their kid is hurt or their boss is about to fire them if they don't finish something. But otherwise, you, you leave the phone over there. I, I totally agree. Like, there better be blood or a bone sticking out. Exactly. Yeah, and I want pictures. Like, yeah. if it's a kid, it's not because they can't find their whoopee. Yeah. It's, it's because someone's bleeding. It better not be work. But... Yeah. Yeah. And I'll just be honest with you. My husband takes a call. Okay. So <laughs> is it a deal breaker if your date has one too many cocktails? I mean, I'm, I might be there too. <laughs> he better keep up. I think I, I always say the first date, if you are, if you do drink, you know, one or two is fine. Yeah. If they're drinking, you know, because I've I've heard of stories where the person is sloshed, they're doing shots. That's oh, completely yeah. inappropriate. And yeah. yes, that's a hundred percent a red flag of uh, I need to know why you just drank all that. Yeah, yeah, it's a deal breaker for me. If we get one too many drinks, yeah, that'd be a deal breaker. Okay, is it a deal breaker if your date gets handsy? Oh. See, handsy to me implies that I wasn't wanting that hand. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like that feels like unwanted or like just too much yeah. too soon. Uh, it's yeah, that would feel unwanted. very uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Deal breaker. Yeah, absolute deal breaker. First date. Yeah, like deal breaker. Bye. Like he's, yeah. That's <laughs> a big fan of respectful yeah. boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> Is it a deal breaker if your date points out age differences? <laughs> I know where this one came from. <laughs> Um, I guess it depends on who you are in that scenario. I mean, if it's a guy dating someone older or, I mean, if it's a girl who's dating someone who's older than her, I guess it, it could be uncomfortable. Um, I, I don't have a problem with age. You know, I don't really have a problem with age and the numbers and everything, but I do know where this came from because one of my staff members dated a guy that was two years younger than she was and he kept calling her old and we were all like <laughs> what is she young we thought he's got the problem so not That's a deal funny. breaker i mean that deal breaker yeah i think that. about like my parents have been married for 40 years and my dad is three months younger than my mom Oh. And they joke about it yeah. because he's like, yeah, she was a cougar. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I, it wouldn't be a deal breaker. But yeah, that, that it, it just depends on the situation. Is it a deal breaker if your date <laughs> asks about marriage and kids? No, because I honestly think it's good to have those conversations. I think more more times people are afraid to have them, don't have them, and then end up in situations that aren't compatible. I totally agree. I asked Philip on his first, on our, on our, well, he says first date. It was the second, it was the second date when I asked him, you know, how do you feel about marriage? <laughs> Cause I thought, Hey, I already, <laughs> well, I, you don't want to waste your time. I'm not wasting my time. It, I believe in love at first sight. I fell in love with him. But I thought, okay, I need to know what's your thought of marriage because yeah. 
what am I getting into here? Yeah, I need to know. <laughs> so is it a deal breaker if your date plans the second date when the first isn't even finished? No, I think that's a great thing. Yeah. Because think about it. If someone's planning the second date and you're both on the same page, yeah. that means that they're very interested. That's awesome. I agree. I agree. Now, I mean, and if you are not on the same page, then you need to speak up. Yeah. And it gives you an opportunity if they start planning the second date and you're like, yeah. Wait yeah. a second. <laughs> Your date is letting you know something. Get great information. Okay. Last one. Is it a deal breaker if your date goes in for a kiss on the first date? No. As long as you're open to it. I mean, if it's the handsy person. <laughs> exactly. Was, but who's inappropriate. But my no, thought I, is he better go in for a kiss. Yeah. Like, like I, I don't think there's anything wrong with a kiss on a first date. Deal breaker? No. Deal breaker if he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, like, deal breaker if you don't. <laughs> deal breaker if he doesn't. That brings <laughs> us to the end of our episode, Rachel. Thank you so much for sharing such interesting and helpful information with the Secret Squad. Can you tell our listeners how to find out more information about Match and where to find you online? Absolutely. Obviously, Match is Match.com. We have a lot of information about dating while distancing. So if anybody has any concerns about video, uh, dating while distancing uh dot com is actually a direct site for that and i am rachel dialto everywhere on social so oh, i'm pretty active on there and somewhat inappropriate at times <laughs> i love it i can tell that you're a lot of fun so i'm going to be exchanging those uh social handles with you today start following you awesome. and i hope you start following me <laughs> Well, I hope that you listeners are inspired to put yourself out there and make meaningful connections. If you have a perfect remote dating idea, tell me at I've Got a Secret with RobinMcGraw.com. I'll be putting up a blog with the best ideas. So I hope you all have a safe and blessed rest of the week. Until next time, bye-bye.